0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. Hey, do the Rays need Kevin Cash to produce maybe an Aaron Boone moment? And what will get them going again? Or is this on the front office for not getting him any help? And how much pressure is on Bucks rookie linebacker Devin White, who's being compared already to Ray Lewis before he takes a snap in training camp? We've got college football talk about the Gators, the Seminoles, Miami, UCF, and, of course, the South Florida Bulls. Could they be headed to their best season under Charlie Strong? We'll discuss all that and more with the award-winning Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, do you want to be a millionaire? Well, for 30 years, Howard and Sue Million have brought the cool comfort of air conditioning to the entire Tampa Bay area, making thousands of residents millionaires with their quality products and service. Now, Millionaire is currently offering 0% interest for 72 months on qualifying equipment. Give these folks a call at 727-862-2100 to take advantage of this great offer on some brand-new quality train air conditioning units, or you can schedule service or maintenance. Call 727-862-2100 today. Trust the masters of comfort, Millionaire. Okay, the talented uh, Chris Torello joins us now uh, in route to uh, Ray's minor league camp. We'll talk about some of the stories he's doing there in just a moment. But first, Chris, congrats to you and photographer Randy Levine. You won the SPJ Sunshine State Award for sports reporting. Uh, The story you did on uh, Rania Samari, uh, the USF um, track track star. And uh, first of all, Man, you're big time now. I don't even know. I don't know where to begin. When you start bringing home hardware, and then it'll be Emmys and everything else. Uh, seriously, that's that's good work by you and Randy.
1: Yeah, well, you know, when you're big time like me, I mean, when you're big time, I mean, you can do what you <laughs> want, and you know, I can do whatever I want. So, no, I mean, uh, I had to throw a little Frances in there off of that. Yeah. But, no, yeah, no. But it was, I mean, completely humbled. Um, I'd love to say I went to the award ceremony, but I didn't. Um, I literally was watching <laughs> CNN's Apollo Eleven coverage. And uh, I get a text on my work phone from Randy saying, hey, man, we won. And I went, oh, cool. So uh, (laughs) it was pretty simple. Um, But, yeah, no, it was a great story to tell. And, you know, it's one of those stories you never think you're going to tell about, you know, just, you know, society and kind of the shift and just how much someone with a different perspective, different view on life, different religion has to go through. And so it was really well, it was really well, I'm glad we told it well, and it was shot really well by, you know, I I had a camera, Randy had a camera, so we put a lot of time in And I also want to give a shout-out to um, Olivia Stacy. She won an award for light feature reporting for her work with uh, Harlem Globetrotters, kind of spending a day with them, and Randy was also on the shoot for that. So he's big time, man. He won two awards that night. So uh, really great for him. And just the work we're doing at Spectrum Sports 360, amazing colleagues, very talented and, you know, it really just kind of proves what we've been doing for the last year or so. So uh, it's great for us, great for Spectrum Bay News 9, and I uh, appreciate you highlighting that.
0: Yeah, really good work on on, on Spectrum Sports uh, 360 there in Bay News 9, and, and you guys uh, you guys kill it with these features and things like that. Um, just just to, for those who didn't see the piece, and they hopefully can go on and, and have a chance to, to see it somewhere. Yes. But, um, you know, she is a Muslim, and so obviously in this day and age, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of things that she's had to overcome. Right. Um, with, uh, whether it's, you know, the way she dresses or or whatnot. Um, and, and I would think, you know, look, we live in a society where, you know, people do still judge people by their religion and, and other factors, right?
1: No, absolutely. And what was, what was great about this story was just how much courage and conviction she had as a high school senior at Wharton high school. That's when she decided to do this because of the whole, you know, what, what people have famously called a travel ban, all of that, you know, but, um, you know, it it was just amazing to watch her kind of in her last semester as a high school senior, she planned to do it when she got to USF. And here she is as a high school senior saying, no, I'm doing this now. I need to, I need to do this. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, she's, she's got an incredible support system at USF. She has a twin sister. She has an older set of twin sisters. So, um, you know, her, she's got a great family and it was just really great spending time with her. And, uh, You know, it's um, like I said, it's one of those stories you never, you you have to work at. But um, man, oh man, you know, it's great. You know, great for her. It's great exposure for USF, and um, just couldn't be more happy to have told that story. So really honored and really humbled all the way through.
0: And I like that Randy was able to accept the award on your behalf. Chris Torello's too busy; he couldn't (laughs) be here tonight. He's at home watching the (laughs) Apollo Eleven, but he sends his love and says thank you very much. This is the way it's yeah. going to be when you win these awards now? Is that, is that what we can expect?
1: Oh, I mean, I'm, I don't need to win anymore. I got one. I'm in the books, you know. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like my dad. I'll never forget my dad told me, my late father, when I was playing basketball, he said, Chris, he goes, get a foul. He goes, get a foul because, because it puts you in the book you know so like, you're in the book so yeah. i put so i get a foul like i remember my buddy we played a Prov- he played at providence college he was one of my radio buddies my freshman year and the only advice i gave him was get a foul the second you go <laughs> in the game cuz you are officially in the book forever and he did it and he looked over at me and i was like yeah i gave him like a thumbs up like in the middle of the game i was like there you go you know you got garbage time but you're in it so uh so yeah, yeah. but um but yeah that's about it so
0: and that and that foul cost Providence the game, which is a tragic story unto itself. So, hey, what's uh, let's, up? Uh, let's talk about the Rays. You're headed down to Port Charlotte. We'll get into the, some of the stories you're going to be working on uh, for Spectrum Sports uh, 360. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, you know the Rays are they lost they lost five in a row before Sunday's four to two win over the White Sox. Uh, who knows where they would be without Travis Darno and his you know a uh, big Ruth like home run exploits, but. Um, now they're sitting outside the wild card spots. Chris, is this kind of who they are? They've played about 500 ball, it seems, for over a month or so, uh, and you know. So, what's kind of happened now with with Kevin Cash's team?
1: Well, they're not they're not hitting. I mean, they're not coming up in big spots. I mean, you know, I know we talked to Kevin Cash right after the All Star break, and it was, you know, we need those hits in the fifth, the sixth, the seventh inning, and they just weren't coming. You know, and I mean, I think their bullpen is a little taxed. Uh, to say the least, um, the fact that you're probably not going to see Glassnell again this year, um, that's not going to help. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's its just getting into a tough situation. You know, I think mm-hmm. they've, they've gotten the most out of this team they can. Blake Snell is up and down, has some really outstanding performances, and then he doesn't. You know, the only guy, Charlie freaking Morton, who's, a, who's just been terrific for them as an all-star. Um, you know, it's just it, it, I think you're right. I think this may be who they are. Uh, but now here's mm-hmm. the thing are you a playoff team or aren't you? And if you are, July 31st is coming, fellas. Make a move. We saw the Yankees make moves. Now it's your Mm -hmm. turn. The ball is in your court, and you better do it before the Yankees make another move because they have a farm system, and we're going down to see some talented uh, players in their farm system. The Rays are loaded. It's time to kind of cash in a little bit here and maybe see if you can get some arms that can help you get to October. Just get to the one-game playoff, That'll spark interest here in St. Pete, you know, and in Tampa, you know. Give give Rays fans something to really root for from August first all the way through.
0: Yeah, you know, it almost feels like they were waiting. I mean, certainly, you know, it takes two teams to make a deal, but they they wanted. It's almost like they wanted to see how that Yankee series went. It didn't go well, to say the least. After they won the first game, um, but they haven't pulled the trigger on anything. I almost feel, you know. I almost feel sorry for cashing away. I mean, Jose Alvarado is on the shelf. You know, they're struggling to close games out. They're not scoring runs, as you mentioned. Um, and so, his, you know, he really doesn't have a whole lot of things he can do. He's got to work with what he has. But if they're going to get in it, then, you know, kind of like, hey, guys, now's the time. You know, let's. how much longer are you going to wait before you're five games out of the wild card?
1: Yeah, and, and, and Rick, I, mean, I think the last time we spoke, I was saying I, earlier the better make the deal earlier. It gets a guy in, you know, you, you make that deal with a guy who comes in July 31st, maybe a guy who knows he's being moved, but doesn't know where, I mean, that can psychologically take a toll. And then, you know, getting to a place, all that, it can, it can affect you because you're still trying to get involved with the clubhouse, have a camaraderie that can take you until September. So get it done earlier. That's what I would have done. But here they are week and a half or so to go. I mean, Guys like Matt Boyd are still out there. Shane Green. I mean, you know, I would. I I don't know. I would be packaging for them. Could you imagine a a reliever and a starter, a lefty starter, and being able to say, "Hey, New York, you know, now you got to deal with this," or you know, or to ball or to anybody, Boston, Cleveland, Oakland. You know, because in my opinion, don't even look at New York anymore. You know, if the next time you worry about New York is is when you see them again. But the playoffs—that's the only time I worry about New York. So. But, yeah, that's yeah, one the two guys I'd go after.
0: They've only got a couple games left for the Yankees. They're going to probably run away with that division, but the Red Sox are gaining on them as well. You mentioned Oakland and Cleveland now in control of the wild card. You know, in that Yankee series, you know, we saw Aaron Boone uh, arguing balls and strikes. Either, either side could have done that that day. And I don't know if you saw his rant talking about how his guys are oh, yeah. savages. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, I got to believe that that was big on New York radio. But, I mean, overall, wouldn't you love to see Kevin Cash do something like that just kind of go out there and, and, and stand up for his ball club?
1: You know what? And I'm not taking any shots at anybody here. Um, but there were some people who were like, you know, oh, I'm sick and tired of CC Sabathia. I'm sick and tired of that. Like the Yankees think they're just God's gift or whatever. C.C. Sabathia probably won the Yankees that second game yes, because, of yes. his, because of his tirade, because DJ LeMahieu goes deep, and then the Yankees battle back. Aaron Judge fouls one off, and then he bashes one to right, and before you know it, Didi Gregorius is walking around the bases at uh, yep. a grand slam, and the Yankees steal that game from the race. So, and then Aaron Boone goes out there, and, he, and you know what, Brett Gardner, who's one of the, the elder statesmen, he's one of the best players they've had, and he comes, in recent memory, and he comes in and he's bashing his bat against the rooftop of the, of the, the bench, throwing a temper, temper tantrum. And Aaron Boone decides, you know what, I'm going to take a stand. The next time a ball isn't close, I'm going out there. And that fired his guys up. Now you have T-shirts being ordered. You know, now you yes. have a, a mantra. Remember 2004 with the Red Sox, it was for a bunch of idiots. You know, yes. like, I mean, like, th- these, these mantras – Look at Car- the Carolina Hurricanes. They're a bunch of jerks. You know, yes. you can ride a wave of momentum in your locker room, in your clubhouse, and it can take you to a series. It can take you deep into the playoffs. So, you know, I mean, it, all it takes is one spark, one moment, and the Rays, they thought it was the Travis Darnold moment. Mets fans were crying that night. But, you know, I mean, a lot of for Rays, that could have been It wasn't you know and i think you're right maybe kevin cash i mean whether it's his personality or not just get thrown out of a game see what happens <laughs> you know exactly. no, i'm serious
0: i am you know? too Why i'm with not? you yeah i mean show you know if you if you're if you're going bad and you, you want it to deflect some of the attention and the pressure off i think i think ballplayers love to see the passion and you know they were a little flat the yankees were when cc got into it and then of course um, you know, we saw what happened with uh, with Aaron Boone, and so I, I, I kind of loved it. I mean, the 08 race started that in spring training. They weren't going to back down. They got in a couple brawls, you know, with the Yankees, and, and that galvanized them. Uh, and you're right. There are these – these or, as long as it's organic, you know, and like you said, putting up the T-shirts about the Savages or whatever, um, you know, the nasty boys with the Reds, whatever it was, you know, that sort of thing does carry over. Exactly. So,
1: yeah, I agree with you. No, so, but yeah, like, and you're right. It has to be organic, though. It can't be like forced where you think, right. oh, I'm just going to go out there and yell at the umpire. But you know what? Kevin Cash, any day, time, or place, could go out there and start a rant with and say, we, we don't have half the crap that other team, you know, he could just go on a rant about, you know, saying, like, yeah. those guys are all fine. Don't worry about making calls just because they're the Red Sox. Like, I would die if he said that and the mic picked it up, like, they're the Yankees. They're fine. Okay, you don't have to help them anymore. I think that would be so. Wouldn't it be great if he just said they're all multi millionaires? Like you know, like you know, John Carlos Stanton makes more money than I will make in five lifetimes. You know, just say something. You know, like yeah. I mean, it. I would say it. You know that? Like we, we're a bunch of thousandaires. You know, say it. Right. Right. You know, that's, right. That's a, there's a slogan right there. We're a bunch of thousandaires playing up against a bunch of millionaires. That's a slogan oh, right there. God. You're welcome.
0: I love it. Yeah, so, straight from yeah. Uh, Chris Farrell's <laughs> mouth to God's ear. We should make T-shirts, but yeah. um, I'm with you. I, I would love to see something to uh, to galvanize that team even further and, and tap into some of that youthful exuberance. The one good thing, if you're a Rays fans, and look, we don't know how long they're going to be here, Montreal or some combination of both, uh, but they do have some talent on the farm, and I'm sure they want to protect that talent as much as they can. Uh, and, Chris, you're headed down to Port Charlotte. Of course, the player that got all the attention, uh, you know, at the uh, Futures games and, and is rated as, if not the number one prospect, depending on who you talk to in the minor leagues, is Wander Franco. You're going to talk to him yeah. and some other guys down there that are that are starting to make an impact now for the Rays and could be up here uh, in just a few years.
1: Oh, yeah, no, Wander Franco is getting all the attention. Actually, Rick, we set this up two weeks ago for this little two-day trip and what's funny was is um, I joked with the Crabs guy. I said, if he's still there, and he goes, yeah, you're not kidding. So, um, you know, but it looks like he will be here. And, um, you know, what's great is if you're a Rays fan and maybe, you know, you have a chance this week. I'm not trying to take away from any crowds at the drop, but, you know, Clearwater, they're going to be in Clearwater later this week, and that would be a great oh, wow. thing for fans to maybe get up and see Wander Franco in person. A guy like wow. who I'm going to talk to, USF uh, alum Shane McClanahan, who the Rays right. took last year as a compensation pick. I did a feature on him when he was still at USF. Um, you know, There's so many guys they can get up. Uh, Garrett Whitley, who was a 2015 first-round pick, who's battling back from injury, and he's really having a nice season. You know, There's a lot of guys we're going to talk to who they can maybe go show their support when they come up to the clear waters of the world, you know? So, um, I think, uh, you know, wander who knows how much longer I was talking with Steve Carney. He goes, that's going to be my first chance to see him in person is Clearwater later this week. So, um, you know, I think maybe race fans will have a chance to get over to the threshers and, and maybe see the stone crabs. So it's going to so be great, great. But wander. We're going to talk. Yeah, exactly. It's
0: a great idea because if you want to see the Rays play outdoor baseball, here's your chance, right? You just get, get into the <laughs> yeah, routine a little bit early. This
1: is how they're going to try it out. This is yeah. how they're going to try it out. You know, there's, there's about 700 seats, so it's fun. <laughs> and um, you, know, you go, and I'll tell you what, Spectrum Field, though, was gorgeous over there. I was there oh. the day that um, Bryce Harper made his debut in spring training. You would have thought it was the World Series. I mean, it was awesome. The place was rocking that day. That was a lot of fun. Um so it's a great stadium, it's a great field and um great 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 sponsor. And um so uh you know, I think it'd be great for fans to get over there and see and the Thrashers, we've been doing stories on the Threshers. There's a lot of great talent over there too. So you kinda get to see a lot of cool talent before they, they make it to the big. So yeah, get over there and yeah, outdoor baseball. What a concept. So
0: it works. It's one. It's really one of the nicest minor league parks around. I, I love it over there. So yeah, you should do that. Um, okay, so we got uh, Bucks training camp. I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, the rookies are in. It's going to start on Thursday. It's a big NFL season. It's going to go about 105 weeks or so, it seems. And so uh, the the, the, rook, the rookies have reported now, Chris, and that means they're all signed. Devin White included. I wanted to ask you about Devin White. Now, you you follow college football, of course, before Devin got here. But just in general, I mean i I look at this guy. He was the fifth overall pick at linebacker, which is rare for uh, an off the ball sort of inside linebacker to to go that high. Um, and yet, you know, you, you hear my friend Edward Juron, you know, and comparing him to Ray Lewis and comparing him to Patrick Willis. I mean, that's some heady company. And yet, I I think that Chris he may be. There may be as much expected of him as any defensive draft pick that the Bucks have had. Yeah. I don't know since like Warren Sapp. I mean this this guy is coming with a whole lot of hype. I know his film yeah. is good. Um what's your thoughts? Can he is he going to be able to handle this this sort of expectation?
1: Yeah, well that was all – I believe Sapp was the Derrick Brooks class too, right? I think That's Brooks correct. Yeah. Yeah. That, there's yes, that there other were. name, the linebacker man. I mean that would be Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Devin White is is a breath of fresh air in that linebacking core. And I think a lot of people, um, listen, we know how good Brooks was. I mean, growing up in the Northeast, one name that I got all the time was Lawrence Taylor wasn't just for football, but, um, you know, it was, uh, (laughs) you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying, but I mean, that's, you know, there are very rare linebackers. And I think for Devin white, not to put that pressure on himself, you know, listen, I think we all expect to see him go out there and he's going to look great for a month, you know, and, and hopefully look good when he gets out there in those games. And, and, you know, then he's ready to go. Because the most important thing for a high, a hyped guy like him is get to September. Get to September. Yeah. Don't overdo yourself. And, you know, because we've seen a lot of high I – mean, I'll give you another LSU guy, Odell Beckham. He barely yeah. – I don't think he got to that first game. He was hurt. You know, I mean, yep. you, you get out there and, you you know, you maybe you go a little too hard and you've got yourself a grade, a, a grade one strain or something like that, and it kind of puts your first season. We saw it with Vita Veya. He was hurt last year. I mean, you know, so my biggest, my biggest thing for Bucks fans is don't, don't overhype it. You know, like, go in there. I know you're going to be excited, but and maybe the biggest piece of advice for Devin White, not that he would listen to me, is just, just go out there, do your job, and get it. You know, don't overthink this. You know, I mm-hmm. think if, but um, it'd be a real accomplishment, maybe just because of some of the track record, if he just gets out there week one. You know, so um, but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of hype with this guy, and also R.I.P. to Daisy May. That was so sad to oh, see that that's, happen that's to a beloved. Yeah. I know it was. And the so, time, I mean, you know, I'm sure that's gonna. Have it. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, right, the timing I mean, of it. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Right before he comes down, uh, if you haven't heard uh, his uh, beloved horse, I think the first one he owned. Daisy May um, died, I think, on the eve before he was supposed to come to Tampa and sign his contract. Um, he put a, a post on Facebook, said he cried for about 10 hours. Obviously, he's very emotional about uh, this particular horse. It was through de- dehydration. I know there, you know, it's hot all over the country. It's hard to fathom how an animal like that could become dehydrated. But uh, yeah, that w- that was a sad story. So, a lot of it. You know the thing is, while there's expectations on Devin White, Chris, I can't find any national publications anyway that are buying the Bucks even a little bit. And you know what? Maybe that's what they deserve. I mean, they've been they've won between five and seven games, with the exception of you know Cutter's first year when they won nine. Um, any reason uh, that that anyone should expect a whole lot more from Bruce Arians this first year?
1: Ah, uh, didn't you know they're going fourteen and two? They're gonna win the division. They're gonna. They're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's done. It's over. I mean, you know, Bruce Arians is God. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think. I think reasonable people. I mean, what would eight and eight be, though? You know, like honestly, you you've covered this team. I mean, what what would eight and eight be? Would that? I mean, would Bucks fans be happy with that? I mean, you know, I'm not. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I don't know. What is what I mean maybe in our eyes it would be progress
0: but I mean that's progress I think yeah.
1: everyone's ex- I think everyone's expecting this team to be a playoff contender. I think everyone's expecting 10 and 6. You know, yeah. maybe fighting for the for the sixth spot or maybe even fighting for that final fourth spot meaning they would win the, the NFC South. I, I don't know. We've seen it happen yeah. how many times in the South where the last place team goes and wins the division. So I mean, who knows? But I, I think expectations are as high as I've seen them, more so than Dirk Cutter.
0: Yeah, and I would agree that, you know, if coaching matters and we think it does in the NFL, and I've, I've been saying this, that, if you know, a lot of rosters are similar, maybe not exact, but similar. And then the big, you know, the big division sometimes is coaching. We've seen it with Sean McVay going to the Rams and, and what he did with them in the first year going 13-3, and three. Obviously, Belichick does it every year. He has Tom Brady, sure. Um, but, you know, this is, by my estimation, one of the better coaching staffs they've had, maybe going back to Gruden's day. So I, I think if you're a Bucks fan, you look at this team, it's young on one side of the ball. The offensive side of the ball has been productive. you got to say, you know what, Bruce Arians has to be the difference, him and his coaching staff. I mean, that's where you put your, your faith right now.
1: Oh no, absolutely, and I mean, you look at the defense the way it's been the past few years. I mean, if if they're not better, I mean, I mean, listen, you've got a guy like Todd Bowles. I think he knows right. how to run a defense, and mm. um, I'm excited for the relationship with Byron Leftwich and Jameis. It just seems mm. like they're they're going to click. There's a lot of mutual respect there. This is a guy that you know has been talked up by guys like Carson Palmer and guys like Ben Roethlisberger. So I mean, I think Jameis is at full attention, not just for his career status, but also because of a guy like Byron. And, um, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see the coordinators and really just Arians. I mean, what I love about Arians is that he's just like, you know, ain't just about one guy, you know, like we got to get the whole team right. And um, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be really, um, I think I saw some stuff over the weekend on Instagram about Jameis working with the receivers and really working in that, that quarterback room. So, I mean, You know, his head seems to be on right, not that it didn't seem like it wasn't last year or whatever, but, you know, no suspension, no injury. I mean, he's going in with a fresh slate this year, and that might be the best thing going for them in terms of what they need to do to score enough points to win, and hopefully the defense is there and, you know, can can stop it enough. You know, you don't need to stop them every time, but just maybe a few times, and that can make all the difference if your offense really is going to be that good.
0: No doubt about it. Let's talk a little college football. We'll wrap it up on this. Uh, the Florida Gators, of course, Dan Mullen now. Uh, his program is starting to advance a little bit. Uh, I, I look at that SEC. I, I think they're in the mix. I still think that maybe Georgia and Alabama, obviously, are the class of those two. It, with the, Is the Florida-Georgia game going to determine, you think, that side of the division? Or could LSU or somebody else make trouble for the Gators?
1: Uh, I think uh, the Gators never – the Gators, for some reason, they always go in overhyped and, you know, always – I mean, what happens if Miami beats them? I mean, technically nothing to their SEC chances, but, I mean, that'll put yeah. a real – they're taking the spotlight August 24th. I mean, if Manny Diaz in Miami and the U go in there and their turnover chain does stuff, I mean, you know, that could be a real quick ending to any fairy tale just because it's an in-state rival like Miami. So, I mean, yeah. LSU could certainly get them – um I mean, let's not forget Kentucky beat them last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I understand Felipe Franks is this, you know, another year forward understanding stuff. Uh, We'll see. I mean, they didn't have a great spring PR wise. um, And I mean, they lost some talented players. So hopefully the guys that are there that have been in Dan Mullen's system, you know, the second year should be better than the first. I mean, I think because of that great win uh, over Michigan up in Atlanta, the hype is real. That Georgia game is where it's all going to come down. Um, I know your colleague Matt Baker still has Georgia winning it, um, yeah. so it's 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 going to be interesting. But yeah, I do think that game determines everything, like it usually does. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, if I'm Florida, I'm just hoping that maybe you know maybe we just you just you don't have to always win. It doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to be a win, you know. And um, so hopefully, just get to that Georgia game and see what's going on. I mean, I think they're playing little sisters of the poor. I hope they can survive that game. And then, um, you know, they can get to some of their more important games.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it always comes down, to to quarterbacking. And uh, when you look at Georgia, I think they'll be outgunned a little bit. Are you are you a believer in Felipe Franks? you think he, he takes a next-level type step this year?
1: I think he'd be great for the Boston Red Sox. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He got drafted by them. No, yeah, um, he did. I am because... You know, there was a great, you know, I know we saw a lot of talk from, you know, Dan Mullen and a lot of other players, but there was a really interesting, CBS Sports posted it. It was a six-minute interview with um, Felipe Franks, and boy, he sounds confident. You know, he sounds like more of a believer in himself this year. And I remember Dan Mullen, when he first took over that spring a year and a half ago, he said, guys, he said it right to the media, guys, it's going to take two years before you really see this offense the way it should be because i think when a coach takes over it's a whole new system and you really need sure. to adapt to it first you learn it in the classroom then you learn it on the field by going motion by motion and then you learn it in a, in the game and the problem is is when you're playing your defense and you've seen it a thousand times it's never going to look perfect there and then when you go against another team you're trying to do it perfect the first time so i think we're going to see the best felipe franks we could ever see and that's a testament to his athleticism to his uh, his mental fortitude, I think he's a great specimen, and I think this will be a great year. They haven't had an all-SEC QB since I believe 2009, so I think right. this is their best chance to do that. And we'll, we'll see what happens. But I gotta believe he's got a real a real chance to to really lead Florida offensively. You know, maybe to that promised land. Let's not forget with Jim McElwain, they were in back-to-back SEC title games. So. It wouldn't right. be a shock if we see Florida there against Nick Saban and Alabama, you know, early in early in December.
0: Well, he'd have to get by uh, Georgia, of course, and Jake Fromm, uh, who could be a very high draft pick. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. You mentioned uh, University of Miami; they opened with them a little minute ago. Uh, how do you think Manny Diaz is going to do down there?
1: I think he's going to do fine Um, again. I, you know, who knows how fast it could happen, but remember, this is a guy who really had built up the defense, really built up the turnover chain. This is a guy who, you know, really kind of made recruiting go for Mark Rick. And so I think Miami's got their swag back in a different way. I mean, I don't know if you saw the HBO real sports special with Manny Diaz and Andrea Kramer, my God, the history for Manny Diaz and with the family political ties down there and just, I mean, Manny Diaz is Miami, and I think that's very important that you have someone who understands the culture of Miami, and um, and he does. And so I think Miami's going to be fine with him. I think people embrace him, and I think you're really going to see, you know, Hard Rock Stadium filled up. I think the U is going to be a really tough contender this year. Um, you know, I saw the SEC. I think, excuse me, the ACC rankings come out. Um, I know Virginia's picked to win one, and I know I think it's Clemson. To pick the other division but man it wouldn't shock me if Miami finds their way through and um, you know they can win a division they only did it once they did that under rick and uh, maybe get themselves you know to a conference title game you know I don't know if they're, they're probably not good enough to beat Clemson not a lot of teams are but I think Miami's going to be just fine this year.
0: Also in the ACC Florida State of course uh, I was uh, somewhat surprised Matt Baker reporting and others that uh, Florida State's athletic program is running on hard times financially but you know what? Does that yeah. uh, sort of buy Willie Taggart another, another year in a way, unless he just completely, uh, completely flatlined?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I think the twenty twenty five million $25 that may be owed to him is also another thing. I mean, that's, exactly. you know, but I, you know what's amazing to me is, you know, I know we'll probably talk about USF, but you look at the, what, what Willie Taggart left, was left with after Jimbo Fisher, one of the best recruiters, but somebody who never really held his players accountable. Well, Charlie right. Strong was under the same thing. It's amazing to me that FSU wants Willie Taggart to clean up his program when Charlie Strong just got rid of 11 <laughs> Willie Taggart guys. So right. I'm a little confused. Maybe I'm <laughs> wrong thinking this, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I think um, Willie really had to deal with some stuff up there. DeAndre France Washington never been there. And, um, you know, I think James Blackman, you know, they're going to let him have it. But I'll tell you what, a guy to watch out for is a guy named Alex Hornibrook. The, um, the guy who came in from Wisconsin, because he is so professional. This is a guy who has started in the Big Ten, knows what it means to win big games, knows what it means to have high expectations. He wants to be a head coach eventually. So that's why he's there more than anything, is he knows that, you know, uh, Willie Taggart's a good guy to learn under, got the branch there to, to a guy like Harbaugh. So um, I think, you know, I think he's going to be an interesting elder statesman if they ever need him to step in, that could really help them. But, I know James Blackman's going to start. We'll see what happens, but I think you're right. Barring in a, like a one or one and eleven, two and ten type of year, I mean, or three and nine, I think Willie's there at least another year. Otherwise, we're going to yeah. have Willie Taggart's Christmas tree popping up as a Twitter <laughs> handle, you know. And who wouldn't want to be there for that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I can say this: I watched a lot of Wisconsin football. My wife went to school there, so I have to do it on Saturdays. But Alex Hornibrook, you got him right where you want him as your number two quarterback. Uh, this guy can get really hot and hit 10 in a row and then he can also miss 11 in a row in the same game so um, I don't know exactly how that's going to work out uh, okay let's let's talk and we'll end on this USF uh, you know it's such a big year for for Charlie strong I think uh, he's got his quarterback back in Blake Barnett but the bigger thing we've talked about before is Kerwin Bell uh, they've got their their football facilities is now raised uh, sufficient money maybe for some groundbreaking soon. Um, what directions are things going with Charlie? Do you feel good about where USF is? Is he is he is this is this a, a make or break year for him or or do you think the arrow is, is just pointed up and they're they're gonna take off now?
1: I I think this is uh, you know I you've got to be careful, but I mean yeah. there, ha- there has to be some considerable optimism if you're a Bulls fan. I mean, you, yeah. you have Blake Barnett who's weighing a little who weighs more than he did last year, who's not injured, you know. I mean I keep mm-hmm. saying this to anyone I can, um, you know, I, I try not to bother people in public, you know, cause they're shopping, but I mean, I, I really do <laughs> tell it to a lot of people, you know, um, you know, I think, I think a big thing is that Charlie strong really took a deep dive into his own coaching philosophy. I think he really took a deep dive into this program And I go back to the Martin Fennelly article. We are going to cleanse this program. He cleansed it. I mean, he had a lot of guys get up and leave. I mean, I hate to say it, but there's one or two coaches who aren't here anymore, and it's a good thing they're not here anymore, you know, because this program really needed an overhaul. It started with strength and conditioning. And you really have a sense that there are student athletes who are leading this team this year. There wasn't that feeling last year. Blake Barnett comes in during the summer, can't pick up the playbook till August. He can't be a true leader on this team. You know, I think Mitch Wilcox is a leader on this team. A guy who could go, I know there was an article from you know Joey Knight, you know, saying could he work his way into the first round? Who knows? But Mitch Wilcox is a legitimate NFL prospect. He came Mm. back because Blake Barnett is here, because Kerwin Bell is here. I think this offense is going to be fine with guys like Jordan Cronkrite, with guys like Mm -hmm. Johnny Ford, with guys you know, like Eddie McDoom, who transferred in from Michigan. You know, there are no, – and you, the list is going to go on and on. I mean, Blake Barnett raved about Eddie McDoom up at the AAC conference where they had the clam bake, the lobster stop, and uh, New Pot. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of optimism for this team. Um, and, and I really like this offense. But I'll tell you what, Rick, this defense, this is the defense that is going to finally understand why they had to grind their teeth as – freshmen last year juniors yeah. who are now men and leaders as seniors guys like greg reeves and kirk livingstone and and these and nico Sawtell is healthy the linebacker so you know they're, they're still waiting on some clearance from a couple guys in terms of um transfers uh they got a guy like darius Slade in there we talked about him i think last time out of arizona state he's got his sixth year of eligibility um but they're they're going to be they're going to be fine, I think, defensively. And if this offense is capable, I've been saying this, I really think Black Friday up in over in Oviedo, Orlando, mm. I think that's going to be for the division. I really believe it. I really think UCF It may take a step back, but not too much. Um, they still could be undefeated when that game happens. USF really? doesn't have to beat Wisconsin. I think right. USF. Um, I think they could have maybe one loss, but it won't be in the conference. I think they're really going to have a chance to to outshine some people since he's the dangerous team in this division. Um, but I really think USF, they're, they're riding in as the three seed, so to speak, in terms of media polls. I think they're right where they need to be. They're being talked about, but just, just enough to where you still kind of go, I don't know what we're going to get out of them. But it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting fall camp coming up. They start, I believe. Uh, right at the start of august maybe the end of july they're still waiting to get a date out there
0: and you still think uh ucf will be okay even though they're now kind of down to their third quarterback really
1: um well yeah i mean you know we'll, we'll see you know i think um yeah. it's going to be interesting you know i mean they have you know they have the playmakers it's not like the quarterback yeah. has to do much quarterback True. has to get the ball and give it to a speedster out of jet formation or mm. um you know, anything else, I mean, you, know, you don't have to be perfect with the ball when you are when you have that much talent on the field. You just have to be good enough. So we'll yeah. see. I think they're going to be fine no matter who's back there. And uh, Josh yeah. Heupel knows what he's doing. The bounce house um, is a great atmosphere. It's very difficult. We're going to learn a lot about this team with the Stanford and Pitt games. Uh, I still believe those are two quality programs. If, if you beat Stanford and Pitt, Pitt on the road this year, um, I'm, I'm sorry, but once UCF gets through those two games, We can talk, you know, I I legitimately talk college football playoff all you want, because what more can you do as a group of five when you're playing Stanford and Pitt, you know, two of the, Pitt played last year against Clemson in the ACC championship. I'm sorry. You can't do much better than that. And when Stanford with David Shaw, they turn out big time, uh, you know, they turn out big time NFL players. So. There's only so much you can do as UCF, and I think if they can get through those games and be undefeated, again, Cincy, that's going to be tough. But I'm telling you, man, this this is a team to be reckoned with again.
0: Let me end, uh, Mike Francesa, on this. Saquon Barkley, yeah. year two.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
0: What's he going to do? He, he's, 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 he's the best uh-huh. running back I've seen. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, I know Slick very well. Okay, listen. I went to I mean, I think he's from New Jersey. Okay, I remember watching him when he was like six years old. Okay, I mean, I, you know, don't 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 you know, don't, don't, don't go look don't don't go look up the don't don't go look up the record. But I was there. Okay. Okay, I always want my little, uh, you know, I like to to put the pen in my mouth and I like to sit there and I like to look at the the parents and I say, this kid, this kid's going to be on a Gatorade bottle someday. Not that they do that, but I mean, he's going to be on a Gatorade bottle. So I like him. You know, I don't want to talk about fantasy football. I do not care about fantasy football, but I will tell you this. Saquon Barkley, yeah, but not not many people play fantasy football, by the way. Not many people. Call it. No, it's, it's no, no. Nobody. I, think, I, yeah. I personally I think it's dying in my opinion, you know. Come back in a year, <laughs> you're gonna see. But you know, I think Saquon, you know, he's good. You know, I think he's gonna be very good. Um, but we're gonna see. I think Dave Gellman made the right pick. So um, you know, I, I personally I think if I'm if I'm if I'm the Giants, they're not gonna have a good year because they took Daniel Jones. I mean, why would you take <laughs> sure. Daniel Jones if you're trying to win with Eli Manning? But Saquon Barkley is going to have a good year. Probably, you know, maybe 1,000 yards. I hear that's still good. So we'll see. You know, could be good. Could be not so good. So we'll see.
0: Back after oh, that. that is such a good Mike Francesca. He's Chris Torello. You can see him on Spectrum uh, Sports 360 on Bay News 9. And uh, he's the award-winning Chris Torello. Too big <laughs> to go pick up the hardware. But, but we understand. And, uh, and maybe maybe he'll be at the Emmy. Maybe he'll get the Emmy. You yeah. might want to go to that one.
1: Oh, uh, I might have to go. if If I'm less enough to be nominated, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go. You know, I'll get a, I'll get sure, a tuck, why not? You know? Yeah. So, I'll be like be, a be good like night. Seinfeld, you
0: know? so. Uh. Uh, Chris, thanks so much. Safe travels down there. We'll look forward to your report on the Rays prospects uh, from Port Charlotte. Thanks, Chris. All right, thanks. Just always good to catch up with Chris, one of the more talented young reporters, I think, uh, certainly in television in this market, and uh, always enjoy talking to him. And hey, the Rays will continue their series with the Red Sox, so we're just over a week away from the trade deadline. We'll talk to Neil Solons tomorrow, the Rays pre- and post-game radio host. And the Bucks are a few days from their first full squad reporting to training camp and then three days to their first practice under Bruce Arians, so we'll have more about that. You can also check out news on tampabay.com. We're going to have our mailbag segment For Thursday, so get your questions in now. You can tweet us those questions at SportsDayTB. You can reach me at NFL Stroud on Twitter, or my email address is rstrout at tampa bay.com. And, hey, folks, it's still blazing hot out there. I know your air conditionings are failing and popping on and off. you got a lot of choices. Uh, Please call my friends at Millionaire. They've been doing this now for about uh, three decades in the Tampa Bay area, and they're currently offering 0% interest for 72 months on qualifying equipment. So give them a call. At 727-862-2100, you can take advantage of this great offer or for scheduling uh, service or maintenance. So that's 727-862-2100. Trust the masters of comfort, Millionaire. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.